What lurks in the wilderness? What wild things are we that we can venture out from the cold comfort of our sleepy beds and go out into the cold night under the trees and stars and ask our dreams what they see? The goats stop and stare for a moment. In the distance, a dog barks. The stars and moon are beauty that is hard to talk about. Today's episode is a sojourn into that rambled landscape. It smells like fire and hot dogs. It vibrates in the air of the clearing in the woods. It bleeds from the bagel. Welcome to Mumbling Planet, a podcast of the Atlanta Surrealist Group. I'm your host, James Robert Foster. A journey into the woods today in six acts. Act one, fire song, an opening offering of beauty for the night sky. Act two, bright whalebone contraband oscillations. The dreams of the ship of sky from the perspective of the tool shed fairies. The sky shivers, a tree falls, broken on the ground. Act three, sound the trumpet for the king. The broken tree on the ground lays for a few thousand years and eventually awakes as a brave hooligan fool to a clearing in the forest where he meets the one claiming to be king and stands up for the principles of eternal Tuesdays while the termites transmit signals from the underground. The eternally gibbous ham sandwich moon appears to assert her ultimate sovereignty over the proceedings after all, and unites in love with the fool. Act six, camping stories. As the moon becomes hidden, shivering in the shadow of the fool, the world reverses and points to the camping memory past. The fool, the moon, and the ghost of the king find themselves joined by other companions who merge together into a young pilgrim, traveling over the hills and dales and fields of the land of possibility and ending up waiting on the side of the road for a ride that never comes. Act 5. The Thing in the Woods. The pilgrim, deciding not to wait anymore, feels called back into the woods. The trees are like the ones they grew up with. They find a clearing with a very particular feeling and split themselves in two to better experience it. There is a presence there. They decide to ask it questions. Act four, sorry, act six. (laughs) Fire song, reprise. With the fire, the feeling of the conversation with the thing in the woods as fuel for the belly, one more offering of beauty is made to the smell of the feeling of the cool air and smoke on your face. Lincoln Tunnels of Memory. Mumbling Planet is brought to you by the Atlanta Surrealist Group. You can find more from us, including publications, games, poetry, visual art, and music at atlantasurrealistgroup.com and from the larger international surrealist community at peculiarmormorid.com. The sky awaits. Gather around the fire. Take a deep breath. Wait for the right moment and howl at the moon. 
that remains ever gibbous and out of reach of those of us floating on the lake, looking up at the sky from the woods of some remote corner of Mumbling Planet. Stay with us. Act One, Fire Song, an opening offering of beauty for the night sky.
Act 2. Bright whalebone contraband oscillations. The dreams of the ship of the sky. From the perspective of the tool shed fairies. The sky shivers. And a tree falls. Broken on the ground. Um... I guess we leave it open. Which way are we headed around? I want to get that. In tune with the Underbelly of the side of uh, the doorway without whalebone contraband. Nevertheless, the ship moved up and down and up and down with the waves and I felt every moan the vast sea into down low flowers between every eye but not high up in the sky yet again we rationalize the reasons for the distance between us. Sorry, I couldn't be brighter. The sun is so bright. I wish I could reciprocate even one trillionth in gratitude. In in my tool shed is a little tiny fairy a fairy with gray purple spots and he goes The oscillations persist until somebody finally comes in and turns on the light and sees all of the eggs laid out on the bench of the shed and they start moving.
from a dark interiority, a dark, warm interiority into the day, all except one, unbroken, which I pick up in shaking hands and tenderly place in my bosom for more. Rivers in which I swim back and forth. I am not a Leviathan, but maybe I am. Movement itself as the river pours its contents into the sea supports the ship that moves up and down and up and down in oscillations. See the stars as sailors always have. Love them and be alone. Be beautiful. Without a head, without a head, or anyway, without a hamster on your head, without a head. <sighs> without arms, and without legs, and without intestines, and without a body. It moves. Somewhere in night is a creature that sees even better in the absence of the light. Light. There is no light. There is only one. Knocks. Knocks. Blackness of the depths. Soon. Says the acorn and the vine and the cave hidden under fallen stones of vibrational epilepsy swimming beneath every spongy toe but really knows and the sky shimmers this has been said welcome to land of 
pinpoint lights. it has taken away from the whimpering soft thing at the base of the tree without roots without thoughts without any kind of tail that chases it without even a trail a trail no but maybe 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 not time will tell the tree fell broken on the ground Act three, sound the trumpet for the king. The broken tree on the ground lays for a few thousand years and eventually awakes as a brave hooligan fool to a clearing in the forest where he meets the one claiming to be king and stands up for the principles of eternal Tuesdays while the termites transmit signals from the underground. And the eternally gibbous ham sandwich moon appears to assert her ultimate sovereignty over the proceedings after all and unites in love with a fool. Once upon a time. <laughs> oh, Lord. There was a spark that fell. And that spark thought for a moment about igniting the whole world. And the next, it faded to a black cinder. thousand little snake tails wriggled out from the black ash and they opened their little snake tail mouths and they said one word and it was hooliganism the trumpets for the king. Your majesty. 
uh, this is very improper. Your zebra spots are showing most delightfully. Why, thank you. <laughs> Your ear holes have not been washed. Why, thank you for noticing. Your hair is very straight. How dare you! Only the turtles were not so obsessed with Tuesday. Have him sent to the torture chamber. That's what they always say. <laughs> Only every other Thursday. I've stricken the day Thursday from my calendar. Have you now? Sir. Nobody can strike Thursday from the calendar. There are only Tuesdays now. Well, that's your opinion. I wonder what the judge has to say. I am the king, sir. Uh, <laughs> Prove it. Gaze into my zebra spots. And there you will find the secret of the cosmic hole. All right, let's have a look. What? 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 What is it? What is that there? Is that? Is that the? It looks like a a Tuesday. Jesus, it's a Tuesday! Why? It's all Tuesdays! Tuesdays all the way down. If only I had known before. It was always Tuesday. The T stands for tough. You got that right. E stands for ear. But what does the U stand for? You better know. I don't. Have him sent to the torture chamber. Already been there twice. Why is he still alive? Are you get, we're gonna call Terminex. Like I keep hearing these these are ro like are there are roaches in the house and we have to get we have to like we can't have them. They're gonna it's like you don't wanna open the cereal box, you know. Get, gonna... They're happy in there. Very happy. But are but are you happy with the termites? I am not. I didn't think so. Are you happy? 
Never ask a termite a question like that. They only speak in Morse code. No, stop listening. Subversive messages from the underground. Turn it off! Turn it off! Somebody cancel the signal! Savage Mike. I told you before. Never say the name of the Virgin Mary out loud. I'll fucking kill you. The Bible is filled with snails. Is that what they teach you on Sunday school? Follow the snail trail to its final conclusion, which is always Tuesday. We did discover that thing about Tuesdays. We didn't. We never did. How many how many Wednesdays do you think you have left? Before, you know, you've run out of coins for the uh, telephone booth at the corner store. Have you asked yourself that question? I have not, and I never will. Because the moon is a ham sandwich. Have you taken a bite? No, because I'm the sea. Forever coveting the ham sandwich. Are you a crescent moon or a full moon? Gibbous, sir. (laughs) I have never been aught but gibbous in mine whole life. a moon that wasn't. The perfect sphere, the perfect circle is an illusion. The perfect shoe on which it will sit it does not exist. But neither does the crescent, so like a smile. Grinning monkey smile. Losery. Like the chin of a fruit. Like the hair of an orange. Will you pet it? I am the fruit. I am the citrus fruit. That keeps your soul from scurvy. Where's your tree? Where do you hang? You are my tree. 
I have no branches. I hang within your rib cage. I cannot see you. None have ever seen their heart. Perhaps I shall tear off my skin. I will disappear then. Would you kill me with your gaze? I will hide you in my shadow. I will count the number of your toes. Your shadow is not warm enough. It is hidden in the leaves. I shiver. Like the tarantula spots. They do not exist. I shiver in your gaze. Act 4. Camping Stories. As the moon becomes hidden, shivering in the shadow of the fool, the world reverses and points to camping memory past. The fool, the moon and the ghost of the king find themselves joined by other companions who merge together into a young pilgrim, traveling over the hills and dales and fields of the land of possibility and ending up waiting on the side of the road for a ride that never comes. A young... A young... man, maybe 19 or 20, is standing in front of a outdoor fire outside of a trailer in rural Georgia and there are some other people there It's a cool October night, and there is an auspicious feeling, but much foreboding. And <clears throat> that night. It was his sister's wedding. And the wedding had just happened. And it was the reception in this rural town. And they all stood around the bonfire of the barn burning. And they drank margaritas. And everyone had their own disposable camera and they were taking pictures of everyone in the festivities. And, um... Um... The, uh... The ominous sense of dread, however, came to pass when, uh... A a gentleman by the name of Nick Clifford arrived on the scene 
and nobody liked him because he had some very strange uh, political views. And he went up to the microphone during the wedding of our protagonist's sister and started talking. And he said some shit. small sound at first and then it grew and it was coming from a section of the barn that is being used um, to hold newborn goats and the sound was of kind of a rattling heaving nature and the young man went into the barn to see what it was. And it was this very small newborn goat, and it was lying on its side, and it was breathing heavily, gasping, struggling, and um, there was nothing really any of them could do. There was no vet for hours away, and they just had to leave it there and they just kept checking back on it throughout the night and it just kept struggling for hours and hours and hours until finally its struggling stopped and when they were sure it was over they buried the goat behind the barn and realized that many goats had been buried behind that barn and that's why it always had such a strange feeling Suddenly before them, before their very eyes, a thousand ghost goats became manifest. And they said and whispered, and they commanded that all remove each article of their clothing, and show themselves to the moon.
goats dance their way up into the sky. And as you watched, they faded as they went away. And despite the terrors of the realities of the world outside that field lit with bonfire light despite the things waiting in the morning after the reveries that moment which seemed like it could last forever felt ever so briefly calm. Then it started to snow. And the temperatures dropped to sub-zero. It was extremely cold. And he knew that he needed to pitch his tent for the night and get into his sleeping bag because it was so cold that his, the, he could feel his fingertips freezing even though he had gloves on and he would he felt when he moved his fingers he felt a little crunch of ice in there so he got into his tent trying to settle down for the night when all of a sudden he heard the most vicious sounding animal that he'd ever heard like almost like a monster and he got up out of the tent and found that it was only an owl Owl uh, began to sing. Um, they had a call that sounded like singing, almost like sobbing. And he looked at the owl and listened to it sobbing. And the sobbing warmed his heart. And his whole tent became warm. And the others, who didn't have tents, came into his tent. And everybody was warm by the song of the owl.
they woke in the morning, they all writhed around like a bunch of grubs in their sleeping bags, putting back on their socks and their pants and their shirts and everything else, all without having to step even one little finger outside their sleeping bags. <laughs> and then eventually, they realized it was time. Time to unzip the tent and go back out into the cold. What if their number very much had to pee? And he heard a strange sound behind him and he knew that it was the interdimensional bat and he knew that he could not look upon its face or he would be lost so he unzipped his fly and let loose while the interdimensional bat rustled and cried and he peed until all was gone and empty. But what wasn't gone was that goddamn interdimensional bat. <laughs> and now it was about to come after him and he ran like a bat out of hell himself <coughs> down through the woods way past the fire pit down to the camp the camp counselor's office he, he pounded on the door asking them to help him they wouldn't help him so he kept running um, but he realized uh, when he woke up later that uh, you know it hadn't been an interdimensional bat he had just woken up in the middle of the night and having to pee and he was sleepwalking and uh, you know his shorts were in the fire pit um when he woke up, uh, and everybody else knew when they saw that. He was embarrassed, but he had to go. So, he packed up all of his things in the cold and started walking through the snow down the trail. But the, the path that he was on was so covered in snow and ice that it was nearly impassable. And he was worried that he couldn't, he would not be able to go on the trail. So he, he was thirsty. Because all of his water had frozen over. didn't know if he was going to make it. And then he came to the end, end of the trail where he saw a road but nobody was on the road. And he didn't know when the next passerby would come. And he walked along this road which was like tundra. So cold so frozen and as he walked 
Somebody was approaching. The person that was approaching was directly in front of him. And was dressed just like him. And looked just like him. And moved just like him. And he realized that that person was himself approaching. A reflection, so to speak. And his reflection, once they had gotten face to face, smiled and handed him his water bottle. Because the reflection had the same water bottle. But the water bottle of the reflection was thawed and liquid. And he took the bottle from his reflected self and his reflection gave him a reassuring glance before turning away and walking away and disappearing into the into the fog. he drank the water from his thawed bottle. All the snow around him melted. And it became spring. And it got so warm he had to take off all his winter clothes. He felt quite warm now. Too warm. So he left, he left all that behind. He realized he wouldn't need anything else now. And he walked without any kind of care, quickly, too quickly. He stepped on a root and twisted his ankle. He's like, well, it's okay, it's not that bad. So he kept walking. And then there was a snake that crossed his path. And it made him twist his ankle again. The same one. He's like, well, it's really starting to hurt now, but I have to go. I just have to get to the end of this trail. So he kept walking. (coughs) And there was another snake. And by this time, his nerves were just completely shot. And then his ankle just started hurting more and more the longer he walked. He's like, I've got to find another road. I've got to get to civilization. This ankle is killing me. And then he saw it. He saw a road ahead of him, but it was up a hill. He's like, I just don't know if my ankle can handle this. So he ends up crawling on his hands and knees up the hill and sits on a log by the roadside, waiting for somebody to pick him up. But no one ever comes. Act 5. The Thing in the Woods. The pilgrim, deciding not to wait anymore, feels called back into the woods. The trees are like the ones they grew up with. They find a clearing with a very particular feeling and split themselves in two to better experience it. There is a presence there, 
they decide to ask it questions. Spirit of these woods. Andalar. What is the significance of this clearing? The moon. Where the ship of the sky goes. Don't I know where the ship of the sky goes? Messengers. Insects. What do they do? Ask questions they already know the answer to. Mm. is a cryptid. Hollow spaces. Do you move through time? The stars distilled. of sound. What's the bird saying? A hornet ablaze. It lives underneath the ground. Creaking of the wood. 
is underground. Under the layers of leaves. Seven. Do you know what the deer that came to me in the middle of the night, last night, or the night before, was trying to say to me? I listen. heard the call of the creature at night, what was that creature? White stones in the underbrush.
speak and be heard at the same time. Can you speak and hear at the same time? you walking. Your footsteps are language. Where do you come from? Sorrow like mist rises from the earth. returned from a great distance. games do you like to play? The sharpening of branches. To what end? Beauty.
make that fluttering. My limbs are a chorus. Act 6. Fire Song. Reprise. With the fire of the feeling of the conversation with the thing in the woods as fuel for the belly, one more offering of beauty is made to the smell of the feeling of the cool air and smoke on your face. Lincoln Tunnels of Memory.
Fire Song and Fire Song Reprise were performed by Hazel Klein, Stephen Klein, and myself, as were Bright Whalebone Contraband Oscillations, Sound the Trumpet for the King, and The Thing in the Woods. 
In addition to some of the stock music used, the music for the moment the goat ghosts danced during Camping Stories was a song called Rending from Hazel's album Spell Song, which was recently released on Sweet Wreath Records. You can find that for sale digitally as a CD or as a cassette on Bandcamp. Camping Stories was performed by me, Alvaro Michael, Tony Krishy, Stephen, and Hazel. If you want to support the promulgation of the marvelous in the world, please consider poking the internet gin by rating or reviewing the show on whatever platform you use or by sharing it with a friend. Thanks for joining us for Coffee Outside Our Tent. We'll see you next time. <laughs>